BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Taylor Hart Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass. Here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another edition of the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRaceCraft. Taylor Burris here. Hopefully, our my co-host, Justin Prince, will be here momentarily. But we have ourselves a great lineup of people joining us here on the download. Have a couple of news points to talk about, as well as far as releases coming out and other exciting news in the world of iRacing. Joining us here tonight, of course, is former eNASCAR driver and a winner in the eNASCAR College Series. Liam Sheen joins us here on the download and a co-owner of TWRS, or the Team Watson Racing Setup Shop, and co-founder of GridVision, a brand new iRacing streaming service here on the download. Brian Britt joins us as well. Gentlemen, welcome to the download. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the invite for sure. Of course. Well, let's start off, of course, with Liam. Liam. You have been on the news with iRacing here recently, especially with your win at Daytona for the eNASCAR College Series. An exciting preference to combine colleges with sim racing and esports competition in the NASCAR aspects of it. First and foremost, walk us through that win you had at Daytona. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I queued seventh. It wasn't really, uh, it's pretty tough to win from further back than fifth with the Xfinity car because it gets pretty gridlock as you saw. Uh, we were all three wide and you didn't really see too many lead changes. So um, I had the opportunity to go three wide. I had Garrett Lowe and Dylan Alt behind me pushing me and uh, we got around everybody and then the caution came out and we were one, two, three. So um, from there, you know, I had Boyd Hogan who was uh, spotting for, I believe, Garrett and he was just kind of coordinating uh, which lanes we'd be in. Um, Dylan tried to go three wide so we can kind of control all three lanes and um, fortunately he got pushed back so it's really just a race between me and Garrett then um, around three or two to go Daniel Nanny got a run and went outside and um, he was controlling the third line and uh, if it wasn't going to be my lane or Garrett's it was going to be Daniel and uh, with the fresh motor behind him because it was in clean air it was going to be really tough to hold him off but I had James Schioli pushing me uh he's giving me good pushes and then um into four they all wadded it up and james gave me one last push and it got me by garrett and um there was a smooth sailing to the win it certainly was and of course you put on it the whole race in total was a stellar race to watch from start to finish liam but one of the things we want to talk about with this particular series with the e-nascar college iRacing series is the conversation of 
colleges working with iRacing and NASCAR to give college students, you know, a little bit of money for them for their scholarships, as well as money for tuitions, et cetera. Of course, with you, you are representing the University of Wisconsin at Stevens Point. What was the camaraderie around the university watching this event and working with you in this type of series? Well, sim racing is kind of a niche thing around here. It's not really too big um, in Wisconsin, at least um, at least in the southern part of Wisconsin, which is uh, kind of where Point's territory is. It's a pretty small town, so it's not really big, but, um, you know... Uh, I kind of just, you know, go into each race. I kind of go off of, you know, my skills acquired over the years on here. I mean, I've been on the sim for around five years now. So um, it's all kind of just relying on that. Um, I know a lot of people have these, like, universities that are super involved, like, you know, uh, UNC Charlotte and, uh, you know, um, Auburn and uh, Rutgers. They, uh, they all have, like, deep involvement in that. And uh, Point isn't quite the same. Uh, it's just kind of me versus the other 40 schools um and if i come out on top i come out on top if i get money i get money but um there's not too much involvement from my school i have a you know talked or you know sent the uh, article around to um news representatives at our school and um you know i got a little bit of talking um you know got a few like congrats good jobs um you know my family was watching so that was pretty cool um got to see the reaction got a bunch of phone calls and i got a bunch of uh reactions from or messages from you know coke drivers former coke drivers so there's that much um but as far as involvement from my school there wasn't too much but i do think it is a really good avenue for um you know sim racers to use their skills and use their um talent um in a you know which and which is something that's a little unconventional um to uh help pay off their uh, college tuition or whatever bills they may have so i think it's very very successful in that department, and uh, hope it comes back for years to come. It it certainly sounds like it should. It'll be coming back for years to come. Of course, that was just the spring semester. We're expecting probably a fall semester and maybe even an early winter semester as the year goes on in 2023. A couple of other interesting points. Of course, you competed in the eNASCAR Road to Pro qualifying series as well as making it through the rounds. Uh, walk us through the challenges of being one of those top drivers to try and make it through these qualifying series. We've talked to a couple of drivers who are in this season, a couple of drivers who are in last season. What's been the big issue trying to compete in 2023 for you in this qualifying series? Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, 20, I started in 2021. Um, I was around sixth or seventh split. I really didn't have an outside. I, it was if I were to make it, it was going to be an outside shot, and if I made round two, I was probably going to be a 30th place truck. Um, so I was kind of you know just using that as a learning year. 2022, I made it to round two, but I was in a I was in third split. Um, but I wanted to hold that uh, sort of integrity as a driver to not drop down a split, not drop down to like you know seventh eighth split to just have an easy in. Um, I I don't really think that's a viable way to to prove to yourself that you're a Coke driver or Coke worthy driver. Um, so this year I ran second split. That's where my I rating progressed to. So um, you know, I had to skip Daytona. So that was already a huge setback. Uh, didn't have a drop. So I had to go in each race and just be on my, be on my stuff. And um, you know, Vegas, it went okay. Um, it just seemed like all season this year, it was just wrong place, wrong time. You know, I was, uh, got up to fifth with 20 to go at Vegas. And uh, 
Kyle Pedal turned Delaney into me and uh, gave me some right front damage, and then you know just a bunch of big ones happened in front of me. Uh, you know, we moved on to Atlanta. Um, my whole mindset was to just stay in the back, keep the truck clean the whole race, because you know I already had a 15th place run the week before, and I didn't have a drop, so I had to take it super conservatively and had a good run. I got seventh, but then um, moved on to Texas and. Um, you know, I didn't queue good because I was expecting my truck to have way less rotation than it did. And then it, I went into one of my key lap. You got to be super on it. And there's a lot of pressure with these, um, with these road to pro races because a lot of the times the second lap is the quick lap. So you really have to throw the first lap away and really set up for the second lap. So, um, you know, you start that second lap, your nerves are pegged. And, um, you know, you go into one and at Texas, it's really one turn. So that's where you really make all your difference. So... Um, I just took it wider than I thought I would have to, and um, it turned way better than I thought, and, you know, uh, hit the apron, queued 31st, but played a good strategy, got to 5th, um, and, you know, I had fresh tires in the top 4, so I was really scooting and almost won the race, and um, we had a yellow, and then uh, on the next restart, we went into turn 1, and um, the leaders got together b uh, below me. Um, I thought I was going to squeak out around the outside and get the, you know, get the race lead, and that probably would have been the win because of Texas. It was super um, hard to formulate a run, and um, the guy under me got turned and hooked up into me, and round I went, and that was the rest of the that was the race. So, um, you know, moved on to Bristol. I think it was a hundred eighty out, and you know, I really needed a good run, and I was having it, and. Um, there is a, you know, the thing is with iRacing is, you know, you have a lot of people in the same country with the same connection. So a lot of people are going to, you know, they can lean on each other. But, you know, you'll oftentimes have those people that are across the planet. Their connections aren't really lining up with yours. So, um, you know, ahead of me, there was a incident where netcode uh, caused someone to get turned. And, um, you know, at Bristol, things happen fast. Uh, a bunch of trucks scattered around and. One came down and hit my front end, and that was all I had. So after that race, I was 280 out. I was just like, you know what? It's just not it for me this year. Just going to take the rest of the year off, just run C open, B open, stuff like that, and um, rebuild myself for next year and have a clean slate and um, try again. But fortunately, this year is just a lot of wrong place, wrong time, and you know, just in the races, knowing that I can't screw up, uh, it really puts a lot of added pressure versus having that, you know, having that fallback on, you know, just in case like, hey, if things go wrong in this race, I can just fall back on a drop. And that's what I had last year because I ran all eight races. But this year I didn't. I only had four of the eight or four of the five that I run. Or four of the, yeah, uh, we round, I ran up until round five and then I only had four races. So everyone had a drop race the entire round. So I couldn't fall back on that. But on top of that, it's just like the whole mental game with it. It really takes a lot out of you mentally when you have you know, two bad runs plus no drop. It really becomes stressful. So, you know, last year I made round two um, and, you know, we had troubles there. And after the second race, I just I was burnt out. I couldn't do it anymore. And I had to just take a step back from the sim entirely. And um, yeah, I guess my biggest struggle would just be um, just staying in the game and uh, keeping myself in the right mindset. And unfortunately this year is just kind of 
you know, I saw I saw the signs early. I didn't want to, you know, go back down the same road I did the year before. So I just had to take a step back. And sometimes you just have to do that. Well, as we progress though throughout this year, you know, you're taking a step back. How will this help you to take a step back, look ahead at what you can maybe accomplish, maybe going into later in 2023 to try to work your way back up or even looking forward into 2024 with the qualifyings? Well, in 2023, I mean, you know, I can just, it gives me a good opportunity to analyze, you know, where I need to improve as a driver. And, you know, I know I won't be able to do that as far as Road to Pro goes following this month uh, because then I'm restricted out of the races. So um, all I can do is just um, test as much as I can. I mean, I've, uh, you know, all my guys at ESC um, have been very, very helpful with me um, and just supporting me in that manner. Um, but um, big thing is I want to be there for my team and, um, you know, testing, <clears throat> excuse me, um, testing each week and, you know, just trying to stay you know, top two, top three, maybe even top of the timesheets is very important because it allows you to have that speed and keep, you know, keep a balance in the trucks um, and you know, just stay fresh with it. So um, there's that. And then on top of it is just, um, you know, the guys at ESC, they're, trying to teach me how to build um, i'm slowly picking up on it here and there i've been messing with setups so um, just helps me find that balance that i want as a driver and you know what i want a truck to have and handle like so there's that and then um just as far as all that you know there's little things you know all the all your improvement is made in the off season i've seen drivers time and time again you know uh, you saw Ray Alfala fall out of the Coke series. You know, he went into contender, and unfortunately, he couldn't make it back into Coke. But I feel like, you know, if he makes it back through this year, I think he'll be a way better driver for it. So, you know, it wasn't for me from Coke to, uh, you know, to road to pro. It's round two to round one for me. But um, I feel like this time off and this time, you know, rebuilding would just make me a better driver, make me a cooler driver for uh, 2024 have a better run and stronger run at it and hopefully uh without a drop next year it'll make me a more well-rounded driver well liam before we close out this interview with you first and foremost you are working with one of the most prolific teams i would have to say on the iRacing service elliot sadler esports what is it like working with basically one of the top former nascar drivers who is now invested into sim racing and esports to help grow the community even more so and plus also have a quite a bit of fun with his own time racing on the sim um well i haven't been able to talk to elliot too much i have talked to him here and there but um you know esc was formerly uh, low line racing and um they merged together completely this year they in years past they've had a technical alliance with esc they used to be separate entities now they're one so um you know, just having that story to past and having all those, you know, people that have been around for a long time to lean on and learn from and um, just improve your uh, craft off of um, has been very, very helpful. Um, and then Elliot being around, I mean, it's really cool because, um, you know, it opens opportunities, you know, as far as, you know, um, you know, within the sport or uh, within NASCAR or within, uh, you know, it just helps. It helps with the uh, marketability of sim racing as an you know, entire entity. Um, you know, you see ESC's uh, Coke team, 
Um, it just shows that there is a market for sim racing, and it's just finding the right way to do it. And uh, Elliot's done a great job in uh, finding a more in-depth uh, avenue to go down. You see it with other teams around. Um, with uh, you know, with Legacy, they have a sort of affiliation with GMS or the partners at GMS Racing. Um, you see it with um, you know Lockdown Racing. They have a you know, affiliation with Anthony Alfredo, um, and then ESC is it a or what was Lowline is now um, affiliated with Elliot Sadler, and they have he has the naming rights for it. So there's um, there's that. So I mean, I think you see it around everywhere. I think you see if you really look into each team, you can kind of see a real life um, representative as far as you know whether it's in road racing or NASCAR or Formula One, you know, you see it everywhere with every team. So I just think it's a culture shift with sim racing, and I think it's a really positive thing. So, um, you know, Elliot's involvement with the team is nothing but positive for sim racing, and uh, I hope he stays around because it's it's uh, really nice having him around. Liam, where can people go to follow you on social media, learn more about you, and watch you as you maybe not be able to compete as much in the qualifying series, but when the college series rolls back around later this fall uh your thought where people follow you and keep up to date with you well, i have a pretty um a pretty active social media on twitter um you know i like to uh joke around on there about sim racing and stuff like that and i feel like that kind of gets me my uh following gets my name out there when driving doesn't on here um so i have a twitter you can follow me there at liam d sheen and then um that's really the only social media i have um, I do have a really old YouTube channel that I haven't uploaded on for a few years, but, um, you know, same handle, but, um, besides that, um, I don't have too much else. Um, you know, when I'm racing in the college series or road to pro, whatever it is, you see a tweet on there, you find where to watch. Well, Liam, thank you for your time. That is Liam Sheen of Elliott Sadler Esports and winner of the eNASCAR College Series, powered by, of course, NACE Star League. And coming up after the break, we are joined by Brian Brent, co-owner of the Team Watson Racing Setup and Grid Vision next on the download. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass here. Taylor Burris joining by, of course, co-owner of Team Watson Racing Setup Shop and a brand new streaming service, Grid Vision, Brian Britt. Brian, first and foremost, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the invite. I know it was kind of spur of the moment, but, uh, you know, kind of messaged you. I heard about this thing you had going on and got really excited. I've always wanted to do a podcast, so I really do appreciate it, Taylor. Of course, Brian. Well, first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about what you do and in involvement with iRacing with both just a little bit of background of how you got involved and how you found this amazing platform. 
Well, it's an interesting story, actually. I mean, I had not even heard of iRacing. Of course, uh, you know, I had Project Cars. My buddy of mine, uh, me and him would do uh, little endurance races, just me and him, uh, kind of with AI and things like that on Project Cars. And he was like, man, if you like this, I think you'd really like iRacing. And uh, once I found out about it and I subscribed and, and started buying all the content, I just got, I was blown away. I actually started out with uh, more road course side racing. Of course, I've neglected that <laughs> quite substantially here. Uh, as of late, I actually love the Skip Barber car, but then I got really just infatuated with uh, the oval racing, you know, uh, the trucks. I love those trucks. And then, you know, the, of course, Gen 6 car and then now the next gen. Uh, but I have kind of moved away from the racing side of it more. I mean, I've, I've kind of been getting more involved with uh, the business side as well as just uh, doing what I really love to do is, is broadcasting and commentating. Well, I, I knew you for a little bit. You used to do quite a bit of commentating under your own banner for quite some time. Then, of course, joined myself and a couple of others on a couple of different broadcasting ventures. And now me and you, along with a couple of other great people and partners, are a part of Grid Vision, uh, which is one of the things we're here to talk about, Brian. And give us a little bit of the idea of what we came to agree on and come up with when it comes to Grid Vision. Well, I mean, what, what our real idea was and what we were trying to fill the need of, of course, there's a lot of, uh, you know, networks out there that doing a fan, they do a fantastic job of covering races. And we wanted to kind of push that to the next level, of course, uh, industry leading, you know, to where, you know, you watch the, the Sunday NASCAR race, you, you, we want to kind of do that same thing, but maybe even take it up even a, another notch and have just quality commentating and just people that love racing uh, that want to call these races and, of course, aren't just talking for the sake of talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> True that. I mean, it's great sometimes to talk a little bit, but it's also most important to cover what we see out there on the track during these events that we cover here on Grid Vision. Of course, it's usually you, along with a couple of other crazy cast characters. Justin Prince, our very own oh, here yeah. on the download, joins you on a couple of events. And then we are bringing in some new people, but and then our lead producer, Austin Derbyshire, as well. Uh, unfortunately, I don't join you as much as I used to back in the day because yeah. of our, my busy schedule. But yeah, I wish you would. <laughs> I, I know. Trust me. I would love to get back behind the microphone a couple of times, but busy with life and real-life broadcasting kind of has stopped me from doing certain things. But hey, who knows? We got some things coming up in the future with Grid Vision to hopefully change that. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I would like to even talk about some of the series that we're calling currently. Of course, uh, uh, one of, I think, our premier ones is the Thunderclap iRacing series presented by TLC. I mean, that, that actually has a lot of real-world NASCAR, um, you know, guys that are involved in the sport, you know, whether it be tire changers, crew chiefs, and things of that nature. I think there are some guys that work for RFK. There's even some real-life drivers such as Tyler Truex and Ryan Truex as well, and even a uh, country music star, uh, Reed Foley, and it's really cool, and the amount of uh, talent that they have in that series as well, and, you know, we also have the Champion Power Equipment Truck Series under uh, our umbrella as well, and they have a lot of very talented drivers, uh, you know, real-life drivers in there as well, you know, you know, uh, for example, Robbie Keneally, and, and it just is amazing, because I'm a fan myself, I mean, I... I love to watch racing, and it's, it just really makes me geek out a little bit whenever I'm, like, watching Ryan Truex go out there and whoop some butt. You know what I mean? It, it certainly is. It was kind of cool coming back watching that race at Dover the other week and seeing Ryan Truex coming home with a win and then seeing him the following Wednesday that night racing in Thunderclap was pretty amazing. And just seeing the camaraderie between the drivers in that series congratulating ryan and just being so excited about him winning his first nascar xfinity race yeah you can't make that stuff up either i mean his brother won on monday martin truex and i'm a huge martin truex fan i'm actually going to be going to the darlington race 
uh, this Sunday, and uh, he's notoriously good at that track, so I'm definitely rooting him on wearing my 19 hat. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. A great driver. Looking forward to seeing what he can do through this year in 2023. But another thing you yourself, Brian, are working on and doing is we've had a couple of people in the setup industry on the show before, but mm-hmm. you are part of a group called the Team Watson Racing Setup Shop. Talk to us a little bit about how that came about and where it is today. Well, I mean, we where it is today right now is we have seen a tremendous amount of su- success, and I never expected it to be uh, as big as it kind of is. I think we're ranked among the top shops now. Uh, but w- the way it started was Team Watson Racing actually existed before uh, it became a setup shop. I mean, I used to work for uh, another shop. I won't really name any names or anything like that, but I saw some practices that were going on there that were unsavory, that I felt like were a little bit immoral and things like that. And of course I got very much acclimated with how a setup shop uh, was ran. So I I got with James Watson, who of course is the uh, other co-owner and Vincent Crow. And we all kind of talked and and got together and really just, you know, said, Hey, we want to be the difference. We want to be, you know, the shop that actually sells what their house drivers run and what their builders run and and just do things a little bit more morally, you know, and treat people like they're not just a number. And I think that's the biggest thing that has inspired uh, all of our success. I mean, we have Kenny Coppola, who's our next gen builder. I mean, he builds. I mean, even even some coke drivers have said that he he builds some of the best setups that there are out there right now. That he's able to compete side by side with coke drivers, and it really just inspires a lot of confidence in us. And, and we want to we want to give our customers and supporters that speed in order to be able to to do exactly that. And you know, we have our subscription service that kind of gives you essentially a membership into the team, and it's a lot cheaper than a lot of the other programs that are out there. I mean, I know $25 a month sounds like a lot, but you're getting A, B, and C, and you're actually able to get into the practice session and build sessions that uh, Kenny Copeland and all the other driver or builders put on, and you have access to all the, the house drivers, and they can give you really just so much uh, in order to, to give you that one-on-one time that I think a lot of drivers really need. I mean, you, you can get a good setup, but that's not enough. No, they can't drive that for you. You have to be able to learn to drive it yourself, wouldn't you say? Yes, you certainly have to. I mean, I, I've worked with a couple of setup shops here recently, and, you know, the biggest thing is, yes, they can give you the setup, but you got to learn how to drive the car in order to be able to utilize the setup given to you. And it, it takes time, it takes practice to go out there and learn the track, learn the car, because it may be fast those first, you know, 10, 15 laps, but what can it do 20 laps, 30 laps, 40 laps, 50 laps, maybe mm-hmm. even into a run? And I think that's the biggest issue with, I think, honestly, people who go to these setup shops thinking, oh, it's a fast setup, but then it's terrible towards the end. Well, it also depends on how you're driving that car going into the event. If you're going out flat out on lap one, then, and, you know, it's a long green flag run, you know, and it falls off towards the end where you're at the tail end of the field, you know, maybe you need to consider how you're driving the set car going into that event. But... If you're, you know, realizing, hey, it's a long race, try to work it out, try to see how the car goes from point A to point B, then, you know, that's where you'll see the setup come into play, depending on which setup shop you use. Yeah, and I don't discount any other shops either. I mean, you got Ryko EPI. I mean, I say they're very strong. I mean, they give us competition, and I love that. I I, I want that, and, you know, I always try to give them respect, and I hope they give us the same. Uh, but, you know, that's why we kind of have those little 10 um, 
lap videos we put up on on the uh, Team Watson Racing Setups YouTube. Um, because I always even say it in broadcast tailoring or, or tailoring and <laughs> in broadcasting Taylor uh, about you know the first five to ten laps are so important when it comes to the actual full run. You know what I mean? If you if you mess up those first five or ten laps, that's going to ruin the rest of the run, and that's why we kind of focus on giving you not just one lap on what you should be doing, but multiple laps. That way you can kind of try to look at the inputs that the builder is is putting in in order to get that set up to do uh, what it needs to do. And uh, I think it's been very wildly successful. Like our subscribers win more than we do. Of course, I don't win at all. But I mean, our, our uh, builders and drivers, uh, they, they, our subscribers win more than they do. I mean, we, we had a guy this week, he won twice. He's a subscriber. Um, they're winning out here, winning 3,000 strength of fields and stuff like that. And it, it's crazy to see it, you know, that you see a customer from another shop. I mean, not to point any fingers or anything like that, but they'll buy that setup and then they'll, they won't be able to do what the other driver is able to do, the house driver. It certainly is an interesting aspect to see how that plays out during these events and watches because, you know, we watch some of these races and see how the cars of multiple different organizations kind of play out through certain points of the race. I mean, watching whether it be such as maybe the qualifying series for eNASCAR or just watching some of the open races, just sitting back and watching those events, seeing how they, you know, you see certain groups work their way up to the front in the beginning, some work their way up in the middle run, some are better at the end of the run. And it's really critical to see how people just learn to drive said cars on these events. So, for, and of course, with you guys, I've seen time and time again, you are one of those front runners. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, in, in all three series as well, I mean, the A, B, and C, I mean, at A Open, I'd say next gen, that is our bread and butter. I mean, we, we just, we really dominate that a lot. Of course, we, we see, like I said, I, I mentioned EPI and Ryko. Those those two shops also are right there with us. Like, they're, they're able to compete with us, and we love that for sure. Uh, but what I'm really excited about, though, is, is later tonight, we're going to have the uh, Road to Pro uh, race, I do believe, at the track Too Tough to Tame, one of my home tracks, uh, Darlington. And Kenny Brady um, is one of our builders for our trucks, and he's actually second in the points right now in Road to Pro, and we're really hoping he wins it tonight. It's throwback week, so I know a lot of guys are getting their throwback paint schemes out this weekend. And gotta say, if it, if it wasn't for my busy and hectic schedule, I would have had a nice throwback paint scheme for running one of the Darlington races. So maybe next year we'll try it about seeing getting something going for that. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's so sad to have Darlington be my home track because it's like the toughest track on NASCAR. In NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be worse. My home track right now here in Texas is either Texas Motor Speedway or Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, well, I mean, Texas, I, I, I've kind of warmed myself a little bit more to that track just because, I mean, I know they got a lot of hate with the new configuration. Of course, I like the older configuration better, but I, I think it's warmed up. It, it's kind of warmed up on me a little bit more. It certainly has, and we'll see how it goes as we progress further into this year. But, Brian, where can people go to follow you to keep up to date as well as with Team Watson and with Grid Vision? Well, of course, you can uh, check us out on Facebook. Grid Vision has a Facebook as well as a, a Twitter. And, of course, uh, Twitch is where we mainly stream from. Grid Vision TV, you could look that up uh, for sure. But Team Watson, um, that is, we have a Facebook and a Twitter as well. You can just literally search Team Watson Racing Setups, and you'll find us. I mean, we're always posting on some of the iRacing groups as well, so I'm sure you've probably seen us out there and on the racetrack. And if you're interested in possibly even looking at some of our setups and, and trying them out, I mean, just even a try um, you can check us out at TeamWatsonRacing.com. We, we definitely appreciate it. Of course, if you decide, I mean, I, we're, I'm always here. The door, I have an open uh, door policy, kind of. So 
feel free to message me as well on on the discord if you join us on discord of course uh our discord links are on our facebook page so you should be able to find us pretty easily but definitely appreciate you allowing me to to do that little bit of a plug there uh hopefully we'll see you on the track everybody if you do decide to kind of work with us at team watson well of course that is brian Britt. he is co-owner of team watson racing setup and grid vision Great to hear from him. Of course, you can catch the next Great Division race. I believe it's going to be what next sun this Sunday. coming Sunday. Oh, well, actually, no, it's not because we're we're going to be off for Mother's Day for the Global nice. Racing League Truck Series. Uh, so, so the next one I think would be on Tuesday for the Champions Power Equipment Road right. Series. Yeah, the cha- and they're going to be actually going to Watkins Glen. That's right. At about I think nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when they run. Yes, indeed. So that is, of course, the Champions Power Equipment Truck Road Racing Series on GridVision. Catch that Tuesday at 9 p.m. on GridVision streaming platforms. Let's briefly go into a couple of bits of news, and that will bring us to the end of the download. Of course, this past weekend, the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup headed to the green hell itself, the Nürburgring, and they ran pretty much the full circuit for the most part, and it was none other then the driver in the number 77 Porsche of Alessandro Bico, who was able to hold off a hard-charging Johan Hart by four thousandths of a second as he was able to take home the checker flag, his first career win in Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup victory. Other news, of course, Michael Conti took home his second career win in the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series at Las Vegas, moving him further into the chance of moving on into the playoffs. And in big news this coming week, the iRacing Nürburgring 24 Hours is happening this weekend. So if you have what it takes to take on the green hell itself, go on to iRacing.com. Make sure to join this special event on Saturday or Friday night. There is multiple different sessions for you to go and try out and see if you have what it takes to go 24 hours around the green hell. And finally, in other news, a new teaser image of a brand new circuit coming on. And as we head to Spain, Motorland Aragon is in development and is looking to join iRacing very soon. The pictures look incredible. Can't wait to see when it will join the iRacing service here soon. But with that, it is time for us to end our episode here. We're getting closer to episode 100, so stay tuned for that. We have a big episode planned for that. But for Liam Sheen, For Brian Britt and our producer, Richard Colbreth, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass.